Thanks for watching the fourth quarter with us, everybody. This is the Stretch Four. We are the Bulls Outcasts. I'm Matt. That's John. That's Big Dave. Uh, as always, just a reminder, tips are always welcome and appreciated. And for another small-sized donation to us hosts, you can join the broadcast, share your thoughts with us on camera if you like, just by hitting that hot mic button. Uh, gentlemen, I don't think I've ever seen a bull shooting display this impressive. And in fact, I know I have it because the Bulls had a franchise record for made threes in a regulation game. And actually, I believe even beat the all-time franchise record that they set in that 4-OT hellhole against Atlanta last season when they made 24 threes. Tonight, in regulation, they make 25 threes, 25 of 47 from downtown. They shoot 58.8 overall from the field. They have 36 assists tonight, another time breaking that 30-assist uh, threshold. Against a quality Pelicans team, this is a good win. Not a good Pelicans defense, but this was just a, hey, we can score more than you. Um, and, and after such an awful loss to the Wizards, this this definitely feels good. Go ahead, John. It feels, uh, me? You go. It feels great. It's a huge win. This is a and this is a weird matchup. It's a weirdly important matchup because of all the trade chatter. Like it felt there was a weight to it that there shouldn't have been because it's different conferences and it's a random game. It's not. It's ultimately not important, but it felt important, didn't it? Right. Like there was yeah. a. It, it felt it, like, it like, like a, like a marquee matchup just because of all yeah. the trade talk that's been going on recently. I was excited about it, and I was not excited about it because like I was excited to see Zion, but like that's not what the primary reason. So that's weird. Yeah. Um, were I mean, you expecting Kobe, to see anything like this tonight? I mean, I, I mean, Dave. I think you can answer. You you told us what would happen. You prophesized it, Kobe White. Yeah, I, yeah. It was it was Kobe White for me. He was the one I was looking at. It was well, it was two things. It was Zion because we haven't seen him up close yet. Uh, you know, as Bulls fans, because he never played in the two games when uh, we were watching uh, last year. So this is my first chance to just really get a look at him and. You know, just dang. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wow, man. This dude is he's everything I, I see when I when he's playing, but when you just seeing it against your team, it's a different look. And just man, dude, he is something special. And Kendall Gill is right, he needs to lose some weight because I'm I'm more concerned about his knees and back than I really should be on somebody who's that young. But Kobe White though, man. I said it like I said, I said it last show. I just wanted to see if he was gonna take it personally. Because he knows, I'm sure he's heard all the trade talk. He's heard all the chatter. We've heard it uh, about about Lonzo. We've heard it. We've said it. Um, and I wanted to see how he responded, especially with him not being not playing so well. Especially um, people calling for Saddle to start, especially when he barely was barely shooting forty percent. I mean, he, how how do you respond to all that when you got a game where everybody's all eyes are on? You and all eyes are on your team. How are you going to respond? Are you going to take it personally? And he took it personally. And he came out and he balled. I mean, he balled, man. 30 points, 7 assists, 10 of 20 shooting, 8 of 17 from the three-point line. I mean, it, dude, he just came out and he played Kobe White's game. I, I remember Sato saying last game, what do you tell Kobe White when he's struggling like that? He said, I tell him, you have to be yourself, which is be aggressive. Aggressive Kobe is the right Kobe. That's the Kobe you're comfortable with. We saw that tonight, man, because after a couple of those fell on some catch and shoots, 
he started being aggressive and taking charge. And it was it was just good to see him do this. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that Kobe had a bounce back game because um, he has really been struggling so much so that it's become a story. It's become a talking point among the fans uh, and even, you know, the reporters covering this team. They're writing about how much Kobe's struggling and kudos to his teammates and his coach for having his back and uh, and standing in his corner because they all know that they asked a lot of him from going from year one to year two. This was a lot on his mm. plate. So you shouldn't be surprised and you shouldn't be mad if he's struggling like this. But like you said, Dave, I mean, the the gaudy shooting numbers, you know, 30 points on 10 of 20 from the field, 17 of his 20 was just chucking threes all night. Tonight, I think we saw the Kobe that we should see, which is largely a guy playing off the ball, catch and shoot threat off the ball. A couple of times during your stint, look for an opportunity to put the ball on the floor and beat your man off the dribble and get to the hole like we saw him do impressively at one or two times tonight. That's a nice element to his game, but mostly a off-the-ball gunner. And right now he has been, so far this season, asked to be not that, be a different version of Kobe, and he has looked bad because of it. So, you know, Dave, you are just saying – people talking about starting, not starting. I think tonight's performance for me was not great. Great bounce back from Kobe. Let's stick with it. Let's let's keep him starting. I think tonight, even though, yes, he started, he looked more like rookie Kobe, which is a threat off the ball Kobe, and that's who I want. So, to me, that, that signals maybe he should be coming off the bench. John, what do you think? I completely agree, and I think like it's tough to come up, but I think it's I understand like he's he has a high talent season. It's just that we had we have the better version of him, and he's having an all he's having a career year. Like he is baby Zach. Like, uh, and it's just I don't know if he has to come off the bench because I don't think I don't think Sato's going to give you that much. Like unless unless Zach becomes the point guard ball handler which i don't think he will become i don't know what you do that's the only thing i that's my only reason why and it's again it's not giving up on kobe it's just a fit it's all fit zach if zach was like james harden we could probably then do like uh start thad with pat williams and like well or like we we could have like some really interesting lineups i think it would it would be big uh but i don't think zach can do that so kobe has to be the perfect lineup he's a better ball handler no, you're right. I, I've look, I've been in on him coming off the bench. Only thing I'm not in on is starting Sato over. Yeah, here. that's what I'm like, not. Could Denzel? Be a, I'm in on point guardish. Could he be? It? I'm not starting Denzel. Denzel over him. I mean, Denzel is comfortable. I just he Denzel just got comfortable where he is. All right, under 90 seconds into the first quarter, just throwing that out there. And and yeah, then but and but then he came back. started Temple over Denzel to start the second half. I'm just saying he did, but then and. And Denzel still ended up with what sixteen? Like Denzel yeah, still great. had a yeah, solid game from the three point line. But I don't have a problem with Kobe coming off the bench. If you give me Lonzo Ball, yeah, you put I'm Kobe right on the bench. I have no problem with that. But if you're telling me I got to put Sadoransky in there, over, I'd rather leave Kobe in there and let him develop, and and I will take my lumps with that. I'm more comfortable doing that than starting Sato, who I'm honestly still not sure if, is, if he's going to be or not. I believe this is the last year of his contract and everything, but it's not his development I'm concerned about. 
Um, I'm concerned about development of Kobe White. But if better that I know is better for sure, yes, absolutely. Put him on the bench. He, like you said, Matt, we can we all can see he's more comfortable in kind of a microwave score like that. We all kind of see that. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, 10 or 20 shooting and 17 of them are threes. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's a microwave score and shooter like that. So yeah, I have no problem with that at all. I'm just saying, I mean, Sato had eight assists in 19 minutes tonight. I have noticed that the ball mm-hmm. moves better when when Three Sato points. is there. Like I like I get it. I get that Kobe's development yeah. is more important. Um, Sato is under contract one more year with the Bulls after this season, but it's a partial guarantee just like that Young's contract. So, you know, long-term plans, fat, uh, you know, or, or Sato's probably not as big of a concern for the Bulls front office right now as, figuring, uh, as opposed to figuring out what they want to do with Kobe. Um, and, and, Dave, I, I totally agree with you on the point that, like, to me it's more about me recognizing – what Kobe's good at and letting him mm-hmm. play that role. And like you said, if you have a better option at point guard at, at, at starting point guard, then don't ask that of Kobe. If he can be a better version of himself playing a different role. Um, and, and right now, you know, Sato and Denzel are basically your only two other options to make sure that you don't overwork Zach. Um, gentlemen, now moving to the Pelicans, uh, obviously a lot of eyes on Lonzo Ball among Bulls Nation tonight because of these trade rumors. He finished with 21 on 6 of 13, 4 of 10 from downtown, a perfect 5 of 5 at the free throw line, which for Lonzo is surprising. Uh, five boards, seven assists, a couple of steals, only one turnover in 34 minutes. I thought Lonzo had a pretty good night. I thought it was impressive. His, I, you know, We mentioned during the fourth quarter that his shooting splits this season are outrageous almost to a worrisome level that like is he actually getting this much better this quickly or is this just a you know a little blip and it's going to come back down john what did you think about this point guard that bulls nation is obsessed with right now tonight i like him i I don't think he's again it's like i what what do we need a point guard like unless he's not chris paul (laughs) but like I, yeah. I I like him. I, I I think in the right system he'd be really really good. Again, I it's so funny how similar I see these teams in just like just disparate talents doubling up on talents in certain places, not in others. They have Stephen Adams, but they also have Zion. They also have Jackson Hayes. Then they've got like like a couple of shooters. It's just I just feel so. I I would say I like Lonzo. I'm I, I'd welcome. If he came, um, if we have to give up Zach Levine or like a first, I would say no. But like if it's between Wendell, Kobe, and Lowry, I say sure. Why not? Let's see what happens. Like he was a second pick. He's, you know, we know he's good. Like we, he's not Chris Dunn mm-hmm. who hasn't played a game this season. Um, he, your boy, oh God, <laughs> it's so good. So I, I don't think Zach would be so good, and I also think if we were able to keep Lowry, Lowry's never had a point guard, mm-hmm. and I think he would really benefit because he's like he's not really a shot creator. Right. So that's how. I, anyway, we I, we were I, here I, a week like ago talking about like is it crazy to think about keeping Thad because he has been the best teammate for Lowry and getting Lowry looks like that's how desperate the situation is. So big, big, yeah. Big Dave, yeah. what did you think about Lonzo's game tonight? And to John's hypothetical, 
would you be willing to give up a Lowry, a Wendell, or a Kobe to bring Lonzo to Chicago? Um, well, I'll answer the second part first. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, my model coming into the season has, hasn't changed, which is whatever AK and Eversley want to do, I am completely okay with. Um, it's Yeah, if, if I had a choice, I would want to keep Kobe and Lowry. Like I don't, I don't, I don't want to give up Kobe because I, I see where his benefit comes coming off the bench if Lonzo is here, <laughs> right? And and your point and your point that you just made about uh, Lowry never playing with the point guard, which is when I saw, even though it was in Finland, it's really when I saw him at his best because they had an awesome point guard, like had a Hall of Fame point guard over there, and the game just looked super different to him when I when I was watching that. So yeah, Wendell, you know I'm okay with. With trading Wendell, um, I mean, it's only because I haven't seen him play forty-five games yet. <laughs> like that's a big thing to me. That's a really big thing to me. Like his availability. Like I know, I know the skill. We all see the skill. We know he's good, and we know he's better. But I, I gotta see it on the floor. Like it doesn't matter if it's not on the floor. And you can say the same thing about Lowry also, because Lowry continues to get hurt and you know not be out there once he gets rolling. You know, he gets on these rolls and then he goes out. So, but it's just that I, I know what it would look like with Kobe and I know what it could look like with Lowry that I would want to see it. But if they want to send, ship him away, again, if Mark and AK say that, fine. I'm okay with it. I will live. Um, as far as tonight, yeah, I like Lonzo's game tonight. But I've he's been like this the past 12 games. Um, he's really been playing well and just shooting better. You know what I'm saying? And the game looks simple to him. And then he had one turnover tonight out of all that. He had one turnover. I think he's averaging like two turnovers this season. Um, so, you know, you, and you just know, you just watch him, Matt and John, you just see where the fit is for this team. When, when you watch Lonzo ball play, you're like, Oh, yep. That'll work. Yep. I, oh, bam. I see who'll be better doing this. Oh, everybody will know this. Like you just see how he fits in seamlessly with this team. So, yeah. Yeah. He played well. It was it was awesome to watch him play. And, yeah, if we get him in the trade, I, I'd be ecstatic. All right. So I feel like we've uh, resolved nothing in that. <laughs> nothing. We, we, we all like Lonzo. Nothing. We're not blown away by Lonzo. <laughs> and we didn't learn anything new tonight knowing that this team still needs a point yeah. guard. Like, yay, Kobe. Glad you had a bounce back game. This team still needs a point guard. And like Dave said, Whatever AK and Eversley have in their vision, and and John, like you said the other night, I th- I think a trade or trades are coming, and I think they're coming soon. And Bulls fans, Alex. hold on, and then we'll all be here for the fallout and the aftermath when we all pick apart, you know, every nook and cranny of the trade and whether or not we like it. But I think that as we have learned this season, yeah. nice for the Bulls to get a win, a quality win against a team that was coming in here with a four-game winning streak. It's a good win on your home floor. But this talent and this roster needs shifting, and it needs improvement. So that's the bottom line. If that's Lonzo in AK's eyes, cool. I'll make my peace with that. Before we get out of here, Dave, you said you had a question that you wanted to raise tonight. Oh, Not a question, just a statement I wanted to say. And also Daniel Gafford's best game. This is Daniel Gafford's best game as a starter. He was really good tonight. I I love the way he played. He was awesome. Watch him hit that jumper and block those shots against Zion. Like it was great. He he got in a he got in a, a comfort he, level. It, it was he got in a, on a he roll. Has you know what I'm saying? It was good to down see. Down a shot.
further than four feet away from the hoop in consecutive games. Yeah. Get in the yeah. van. Um, guys, listen. Listen, man. Thank you, John. Listen. The Bulls need to stop wearing red. Yes. This has to stop. Okay? And, and, and I was waiting to see the outcome of this game just to bolster my point. And here it is. The Bulls are four and eight at home. They beat Dallas. They beat Houston. They beat the Pelicans. They beat the Knicks. Let me, when they played Dallas, guess what they were wearing? Mm. Black jerseys. When they played Houston, guess what they were wearing? Their city jerseys. When they played the Pelicans tonight, what were they wearing? Their city jerseys. The only time they won wearing red was against the Knicks. That was it. And then they lost the next game after that. That was the only time. You have to stop wearing red at home. When they started wearing red, it was 2017 when when Bulls Nation exploded with hate because they brought in D-Wade. They brought in Rondo, even though I didn't have an issue with it. But most of Bulls Nation hated it, and it exploded with hate. Then the next year, they exploded with more hate when they brought in Jabari Parker. And everything went wrong from 2017 on with your coaching changes, personnel changes, all this other stuff. It, I don't find it to be a coincidence the time you change to the red jerseys and you put that at home is when you started looking like the worst team and the worst versions of yourself. It doesn't work here. Red is iconic because we saw it on the road. People loved it because they saw it on the road. That's why they fell in love with it because they saw it in their own hometown. It looks better in white here at home. It plays off better. Red is my favorite color. So please listen to me when I'm telling you this. It plays off so much better. So please stop wearing red at home. John, please. do you have any thoughts on this topic? More. I, 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 they got to stop. They got to stop. I mean, we live in a society, people. There's rules to these things. I love it. I, 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 we didn't make the rules. We follow the rules. Yeah. We are three for three on this issue. I know that there are certain <laughs> younger people uh, in this fan base who like the whole Reddit home thing. I know in other sports, teams tend to wear, you know, like their dark colored jerseys at home and then they wear whites on the road. NFL teams usually do that. Uh, like English Premier League, you wear your reds at home and you wear your whites on the road. But to Big Dave's point, it's different. The, uh, like, I totally agree as far as like, Okay, NBA fans and basketball fans in general fell in love with the Bulls red jersey because they saw it on the road wherever they were watching when the Bulls came to town. As Chicagoans, and I know that this fan base expands beyond Chicago, but as Chicagoans, like you and myself, Big Dave, my memories at the United Center are the Bulls wearing home whites. When I was at the United Center as a 10-year-old kid and MJ hit a buzzer-beating Jay over Byron Russell to win game one of the 97 NBA Finals after Carl Malone missed two free throws, they were wearing their home whites. When I was at game one of the 2011 Eastern Conference Finals and Taj Gibson destroyed the ever-loving shit out of one Dwayne Wade and the Bulls won that game by 20, highest point since the dynasty ended, and I was in that building, the Bulls were wearing their home whites. That's how it should be. This Reddit home shit is garbage. Bulls must fix it. Fix it. Fix it. Fix it. 
Um, Thanks, Gustavo says Michael Jordan Ibaka. shrug, white jersey. <laughs> yes, the, jo- the Jordan layup. The dunk layup switching of the hands, white jersey. Scottie Pippen dunking on Patrick Ewing, white jersey. Derrick Rose hitting the three against Cleveland and jumping into Joe Kim Noah's arms, oh white jersey. God, that's the step funny. back by Jimmy Butler when they started calling him Jimmy Jordan, white jersey. <laughs> yes, yes. Um yeah. I, I don't know. Like, do we need to like sign a petition? Do we need to write the Bulls an official angry letter? Like, what do we do? Do we need to storm the Advocate Center with 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 white Bulls flags? <laughs> that doesn't no. look right. Um, <laughs> okay, guys, are you ready to get out of here on a laugh? So this is part of Billy Donovan's post game press conference tonight. Uh, a tweet from uh, our guy Casey Johnson. Regarding the quick hook of Denzel Valentine at like right after tip-off, Donovan openly admitted that he meant to start Garrett Temple. There was miscommunication when he was going over the starters and inactives with the official scorer, had a laugh about it. He had told both Denzel and Temple after shoot-around that they were starting. I love it. Oh. I love the God. transparency, I love man. it. And of, course, and of course it's Denzel. Of course. Like, of course, the thing <laughs> yes. that happens with Denzel. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Of course. Denzel, Denzel gets identity thieved four times a week. Right. And, like, <laughs> like you just said, the, the transparency is honestly refreshing. Yeah. Billy Donovan Cause, just cause admitted to yeah. everyone in Bulls Nation that he ain't perfect and he made an oopsie. If that were you-know-who, he would have been like, you know what? Yeah, I gave him the quick hook because Denzel needs some introspection. He wouldn't have hooked him. He would have played him the entire game because he would have been like, he yeah, would have looked at on his thing, looked up, and be like, which one's which? And then he would have gone, no. And he would have kept, he would have never admitted. He would have, he would not have yanked him. There's no way he would have yanked. That is not that much that even Billy <laughs> thinks they look alike. They totally do. Um, God, thank you, Scott. It's, uh, it was cool. I don't know if thank you guys you, saw the open practice that the Bulls posted on their social and on YouTube uh, yesterday. It's a lot of yeah, fun. Uh, Amin and Stacy kind of like, you know, talk through it um, as, as the Bulls go through some individual workout stuff and then some some five-on-five scrimmage. And it was just really refreshing to see Donovan and a completely new turned over coaching staff working with these guys and the guys actually being engaged and not like, oh, cool, we're going to do push-ups now? Okay, cool, we're going to do sprints now? Um, and, like, actually talking about getting better at basketball from the, you know, the technical standpoint in a lot of different ways. So if you haven't checked that out, go check it out. The Bulls open court, uh, open practice on, on YouTube or Bulls Twitter, wherever. It was a fun watch. That's going to do it for tonight. The Bulls get back in the win column. A much-needed win over the Pelicans. And uh, hopefully a nice momentum builder because a big test coming on Friday. They're taking on the Clippers. Bulls came this close to stealing a win away from the Clippers earlier this season. Playing them for the second time already. Man, Kawhi Leonard looks like a man in his bag right now. He's balling tonight. He's been balling this season. He and Paul George are both flirting with the 50-40-90 club right now. Whew, that's going to be a tough, tough game. Let's hope that we yeah. can shoot a million threes successfully again. Thanks, everybody, also, for hanging out with us tonight. Appreciate you As always, um, have a great night. Enjoy this win. We'll be back on Friday for Bulls Clippers for Big Dave and John. I'm Matt. Thanks for watching.
the stretch four with the Bulls out. Yes. Peace. Bulls Nation.